This is Trends and Issues in Instructional Design, Educational Technology, and Learning Science, hosted by Abby Brown and Tim Green. Hi, this is Tim, and I'm here with Abby. Hi, this is Abby, and I'm here with Tim. Welcome to episode 247 of our podcast, where we review the trends and issues in instructional design, educational technology, and learning sciences that we observed as we flip resources into our Flipboard magazine over the past two weeks. In this episode, we have four trends that we'll share along with a recommended reading that goes with each of the trends. And actually, all of our recommended readings are specifically about AI this week, right, Abby? Yes, yes. They don't necessarily go... They do go with the trends, but no, they do. They're, a, they do. they're AI focused. So as you, as we talk about them, keep that in mind. So Abby, why don't you start us off by talking about our four trends and our recommended readings? Thank you, Tim. Yes, what you said is is what you and I had discussed earlier was that our uh, recommended readings are all related to AI. Right. However, we ha- did identify four trending issues. Mm-hmm. That were not necessarily number one is AI, but two, right. three, and four are not necessarily specifically artificial intelligence. Right. Let's get started, and you'll see what we're talking about here. The, those of you who are listening, first of all, number one, the number one trending topic of the past two weeks, as it has been for months, months and months, months and months, artificial intelligence. But what we're starting to see is more adoption strategies, more. Uh, uh, proactive thoughts about how to use it, as well as some other things, you know, concerns, things about uh, its use. But let's just take a look at some of the, the stories that we flipped. We saw a couple of different stories about state departments of education releasing AI guidance, for example, North Carolina and Washington State in the past two weeks. And they're not the only two. A number of states have now started to issue AI guidance explaining that AI is important but that we have to approach it in a certain way. At least their their teachers in that state are meant to uh, approach it in a certain way. In higher education, we also saw a number of articles that uh, reflected the fact that universities are establishing their own AI guidelines and are also establishing working partnerships with AI companies to employ AI on on site. One very interesting article we saw this past two weeks was that Ferris State University, I think it's in Michigan, has developed two AI virtual students who, as of now, I believe, are currently enrolled as freshmen in at college. And they're kind of going through this as part of... Now, now Ferris State has a large uh, AI program of study. So this is part of their program of study, but this is a very interesting case. Very work. interesting. And I wonder how they're I wonder how they're doing. Oh well I wonder what they're majoring in. Are the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> AI are the AI students majoring in AI applications? I mean it seems like a recursive, but okay. We also saw student perspectives, human student perspectives on using AI. We saw AI's potential for tutoring discussed. We also saw an interesting article in which a researcher at Anthropic discovers that AI can be trained to deceive. The down, I mean, that's kind of a downside to begin with, but the really, really downside is that once you've trained an AI to deceive, it can't be undone. It, you, can't, you can't rehabilitate a deceptive AI. Our recommended read in this area, though, is What's in the AI Literacy Act and How Will It Impact You? by Holly Quinn, 
for Technical Lee. Uh, again, I apologize for any names that I'm mispronouncing, authors' names, um, but this article is a, about a bipartisan bill that was introduced to U.S. Congress in December. Uh, and basically, it is um, uh, an, an add-on to the Digital Literacy Act, but it's the idea is that it's we're, we're looking at uh, how AI should be approached and the, the imperative to make sure that our students are learning how to use it correctly. It's a good read. It's not very long, but it does give you a nice overview of what that bill looks like. Number two, trending is hardware. Well, of course, we're, we're just coming off of uh, the Consumer Electronics Show 2024, which we reported on last episode a few weeks ago when it was just getting started. So now what, we're, what we saw in the past two weeks was numerous reviews of CES uh, products that were introduced at the CES. This product wasn't introduced at CES, but it was an interesting article. Disney introduces something called Holotile for virtual reality applications. It kind of looks like to me one of those, you know, how, how taxi cab drivers have those, uh, the, the beaded backs on their uh, seats. It kind of looks like that that you spread on the floor that allows you to kind of walk uh, as if you're walking a distance, but actually not going any, not leaving a single space. Um, and I was joking with you earlier, I really want this like in my house, like I want to try this very badly, but very interesting. Uh, the thing that, the, the one item that really got the most number of reviews probably was Apple's Vision Pro, which was released to reviewers in such a way that many people could report back having tried the Vision Pro. And so there was a lot of information about that. Some people had struggled with it in terms of it uh, creating a lot of fatigue because it's a rather heavy item to wear on your on your head. Others uh, pointed out how exciting some of the apps and the applications were. The, the, the process of spatial computing was an exciting one. Speaking of spatial computing, Sony introduced a competitor to the Vision Pro this past two weeks that's specifically for the, and I'm quoting now, industrial metaverse. That is sort of the the business side of uh, VR. And uh, so it's, it is it is a, a competitively priced unit that is very specific for work applications. We saw a great many laptop articles. We saw best laptops of 2024 reviewed. We saw uh, Acer's new product. It's a glasses-less 3D Aspire laptops. These Aspire laptops allow you to see something in three dimensions without having to put on the traditional glasses. Uh, we also saw Asus's new ZenBook Duo laptop, which is um, a different kind of uh, approach. It's got two screens that come apart to become tablets. It's got a third uh, unit that is the keyboard. Um, it's very adaptable and is generating a lot of buzz. Uh, another one we saw was Sightful's screenless AR laptop, uh, augmented reality. It doesn't actually have any screen at all. You just wear uh, some, some lenses that allow you to see a virtual 100-inch display in front of you, similar to something like Vision Pro, but it doesn't give you the full, the full range of activity that a Vision Pro might. All of these are very interesting, but again, our recommended read is about the sort of the runaway uh, hit of CES, and again, relates to AI. The read is, 
What exactly is the Rabbit R1? CES 2024's AI Breakout Hit Explained by David Neeld for Tech Radar. And if I can just read a, a short couple of sentences from the article, it'll give you an idea of what we're talking about. The Rabbit R1 is a lot like a phone in terms of its looks and in some of its features. It has a camera and a SIM card, a SIM slot, and it supports Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. What's different and what makes the Rabbit R1 special is the interface. Instead of a grid of apps, you get an AI assistant that talks to your favorite apps and does everything for you. So basically, this is sort of a, an, an extra piece that goes along with whatever your phone account is, but it's, um, it's all AI all the time. Uh, number three, digital security and citizenship. I don't, I can't remember the last time this wasn't one of our, yeah, our it, issues. Of course, it's been an ongoing one for, right. for, for, for months. Years. Um, so, okay, warnings that AI can successfully mimic a person's handwriting style, strategies for detecting AI-written work, uh, non-AI here, Meta announces Facebook and Instagram will hide sensitive content from teens. It's a new initiative. Um, also, non-AI, Homeland Security, U United States Homeland Security is warning of hackers targeting Google Chrome and Excel spreadsheets. And now I'm just worried for all of us when Excel yeah, right. is, when Excel is the carrier. Um, the what United time States, do you have on your hands if that's what you have? <laughs> the United States uh, Federal Trade Commission is proposing updates to, um, uh, to to Children's Online Privacy Protection Act. Uh, long overdue. Well, not long overdue, but it's it's due for an overhaul and an update. It is. Yeah. Our recommended read, however, once again goes back to. Uh, AI, and that is Nightshade. The free tool that poisons AI models is now available for artists to use by Carl Franzen for VentureBeat. Now, this may be of interest to many of our, our uh, listeners who are specifically media producers. Uh, and if you are producing any kind of um, media that is visual, this is uh, an aggressive tool that can be applied to one's digital work that actually throws AI models into a state of confusion. Um, it's, uh, it's a little scary. It's brought to you by the same people who brought us Glaze, which I believe we discussed many months ago, which is more of a, um, a tagging tool that makes sure that people know what your, uh, your own work looks like and, and who made it. But this is actually a destructive tool that says, okay, once you've tried to learn from my proprietary work, your large language model is going to go, is going to fall into a confused state. Number four, software. Now this was, uh, we had many fewer articles in this area. This was definitely sort of the, the, the lowest of the trends, but it was still trending more than most things. We saw reviews of Story Jumper and Boom Cards, software that can be applied in the classrooms. Recommendations on EdTech software to try in 2024, again, related heavily to uh, uh, using it in, in classrooms. Customized versions of ChatGPT in the new GPT store, and the articles that we flipped had to do with how they could be used in educational settings as well. Our recommended read in the area is Best Free AI Quiz Generators 
by Diana Restifo for Tech and Learning. And this is a good list of uh, AI quiz generators, of software that will help you uh, generate a list of uh, questions for quizzes um, in a way that allows you, the, the instructor, to maintain control of what the quiz will look like. Tim, that was a lot, but that is, that's our um, four trends and our four recommended readings. Thank you, Abby. So now we turn our attention to looking into the crystal ball and making predictions about the trends we believe we'll observe in the upcoming two weeks. I mean, we have to start out with the AI. elephant in the room. It's AI, right? It's AI, AI, is, AI right. Yeah, AI is going to continue. But we talked about a few, few other things. Um, we mic did. Right. Micro-credentialing. Right. Micro-credentialing has come up a number it, of times. It, it has. just hasn't coalesced into a right. trend that beats the other ones but or has the more numbers in it. But we are seeing more and more articles about practical applications for right. micro-credentials. So we think we'll, we'll see that. Uh, spatial computing is an interesting one that... It is. I don't, I'm not sure that we've ever had that as a trend, but we, we're seeing more and more about well, spatial computing. But, well, we're... we're We've seen a lot about VR and AR, right, exactly. Right? And spatial computing is kind of another way of saying mm -hmm. VR and AR uh, to some extent. Um, well, to a large extent, it's been yeah. compared that way. But we're seeing we we've seen a lot about new hardware right. uh, uh, innovations for VR and AR, and yeah. spatial computing is what Apple is calling its its Vision right, Pro right. headset. Yep. So we we expect to see a lot more about that. Yeah. And of course, speaking of VR and AR, we well, we, yeah, we we're going to see more of that, and we talked about a fair amount of that uh, in this episode as well. So, yes, I believe I believe those are our trends: AI, micro-credentialing, spatial computing, and AR VR hardware. I think so. Yeah, that's for, what, for, that's it's what all we, we can see. Like everything else yes. looks pretty cloudy. We know we're going to hear a lot more about AI. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so more about AI. Well, that brings us to the conclusion of episode 247 of our podcast. We'd like to thank our followers and viewers of our Flipboard magazine and our podcast subscribers. You can listen to past episodes of our podcast and find the links to the recommended readings we discussed in this episode by visiting our website at trendsandissues.com. Our next episode will air on February 7th. This podcast is produced by Professor Abby Brown at East Carolina University and Professor Tim Green at California State University, Fullerton. Copyright Abby Brown and Tim Green.